0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil and you're listening to Longbox Heroes.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 533 of Longbox Heroes. Joe and Todd here. Todd, hello. Hello,
0: Joe. I'm I was ready trying to, go. to
1: be I was trying to be quiet, but then my, uh, heat was kicking on and I hope that didn't get picked up.
0: Uh, no, I didn't hear it. I like when my heat, uh, goes on cause it's pipes are clanging.
1: Right. Mine, mine does that too. Um, but they're not like very heavy clanging, but they're still mm-hmm. clanging and banging, if you will.
0: Right. Like we're working out at the gym, moving plates, Joe.
1: <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Most of the food I eat doesn't come in plates. They come in cardboard boxes.
0: Right, right. Mine's come in troughs. That's the way my food comes. (laughs) Uh, If it's not in a trough,
1: I won't eat it. So we actually have a bit of a busy show here. Yes, we do for the first Uh, time in a while. Yeah, a ton of news. You know, like two weeks ago, we had no news. Now we got a ton of news. Um, A assignment... Involving a much beloved creator and a sci-fi property that has me torn, mm. uh, the death of a comic book legend that sadly I think kind of went under the radar. Right, not one but two DC printing mishaps. Hmm. All the fallout of whatever that big Marvel Disney Star Warsy thing that happened last week. And two weeks in a row, we have the return of the Rob Watch. Wow,
0: he's on a roll. If
1: I have to listen to the Rob, you all have to watch him with me. Okay. Uh, What we read last week, which is just crossover number two. Kind of a lean week, if you will. Uh, What we're looking forward to coming out this week, Todd's Art Attack, which is also very busy. And the penultimate episode of season two of the mandalorian
0: mm, so i can't believe it's almost over
1: yes and i have a suggestion for what we could do between mandalorian and Wandavision.
0: Mm. well we have doctor who in there for one episode
1: that wasn't part of it but okay no. <laughs> all right so it came out on the, both the hollywood and the comic book rags that Brian K. Vaughn is going to be doing a treatment of the latest TV adaptation of Buck Rogers.
0: Right. Hopefully Gil Gerard's involved.
1: Yes. Now, I was never a Buck Rogers fan as a kid. I don't think I was old enough, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just, you know, whatever it was. Um. Yeah, I, I think it was two when this TV show came out, right? <laughs> right. And correct me if I'm wrong. This wasn't a show that was in like heavy syndication rotation.
0: It was for me um, when I when it first came out, but it only lasted. I want to say two seasons.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I don't think they had enough to do a lot of heavy rotation, if you know what I mean. Like gotcha. you know, remember when they used to say that magic number was a hundred, where you'd get the big paychecks. It did not reach a hundred.
1: Uh, so where I this uh, Buck Rogers occupies a similar heads sp- like space in my head as the Disney black hole film.
0: Oh, I love the black hole film. Yeah. Slim Pickens, one of his great roles as a robot.
1: So here's where I'm torn on this, Todd.
0: And this is why I sent it. Go ahead. Right.
1: So uh, I now when Brian K. Vaughn went away. And did whatever that what was the Under the Bubble TV show? Under the Dome. Under the Dome. I didn't watch that, right? Either did I? Uh, Because maybe secretly I didn't watch that because I wanted it to fail so Brian K. Vaughn would come back to comics. That's not a bad plan. And I'm in a a similar boat here, in that like I'm like oh I'm vaguely interested in like a sci-fi television show written by Brian K. Vaughn. Mm -hmm. But I'm more interested in Saga. Right. So if this TV show doesn't get picked up or does poorly, maybe Brian K. Vaughn will come back to Saga.
0: Well, I guess officially, too, it wasn't in all this, that that Why the Last Man is a definite go now, too. So that got greenlit, I guess. So he's got two things in the in the in the pipe. So I don't know when we're getting Saga again, Joe, which truly makes me sad because it's one of those books that I was doing some organization today and I was in my indie section. Uh, the only time you're allowed to write it uh, is one of the I-N-D-I-E times that you that you write it. Uh, and I was like, okay, let me go through these, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, Saga, I miss you so much. And then I was like going a little forward in the thing. And I'm like, oh, there's an issue with the fix. I'm like, two books I'll never see again.
1: Yeah, the fix still had like one or two issues left, right?
0: I think there was more to go on that. Maybe for a storyline, mm-hmm. but I don't know. That's a weird one. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'm happy Brian K. Vaughn's busy and is working, but, you know, I'm, I'm petty and I want Saga back.
0: All right, we need another 52 issues to wrap
1: that up. Now, how involved is Brian K. Vaughn with the Why the Last Man show? Uh, Because I think he was just, like, writing, like, one or two episodes, and then he may have just been, like, executive producer. But if I learned anything from (laughs) Rob Servations, which I have learned quite a bit, actually, it's an educational podcast, first and foremost. Right. Uh, When Robert Kirkman was on, he talked about how he kind of fought to do more with Walking Dead And then with season two, he got invited to be, like, part of the writer's room. Like, and granted, he was still able to do stuff with The Walking Dead, and it was Invincible that kind of faltered a little bit because of it. Uh, But I wonder if Brian K. Vaughn is going to be, is is why The Last Man, the book he's going to fight on to be in the writer's room, is Buck Rogers going to be the one that he fights on to get in the writer's room, you know?
0: I have a feeling it would be why the last man, unless he has like a weird like love of Buck Rogers that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, but why the last man's his own project? I can't see him going. Eh, I don't want to be in the writer writer's room for that. I, I don't want any control over how this is going. And when you said like if you've learned anything, I thought you were immediately going to go to Jeff Johns and Stargirl. No. And Doomsday Clock, like, and if then we're going to get. Uh, saga very very soon
1: (laughs) now searching around here it does say that uh brian k vaughn's also showrunner on the on the project so i think that is going to take up a lot of his time
0: which project
1: uh why the last man
0: pronouns pal yeah i got you
1: oh my goodness hoisted by my own petard that's
0: the only way to get petarded yes
1: uh so other news um Richard Corbin passed away Right Now I know a lot of his stuff Maybe folks would have seen it in like heavy metal Where he kind of got his start But right. you know when I, when I see his name I think of uh, his work with uh, Azarello on Hellblazer
0: Yeah some of that I always have a weird Like he did a few issues Because his art really stood out He did some of the Mirage Turtle Run and, like, mostly I know him from doing cover art. You know what I mean? He did some Conan minis, I believe, or or, or maybe even some one-shots during the Kurt Busick run in between, like, fill-in issues of Conan. So, uh, yeah, I don't have a big, uh, like, uh, knowledge or, or, or have read a lot of Corbin stuff.
1: Right. Maybe. Very good. It's just that he's uh, very much a recognizable name. In mm-hmm. the world of comics, I think. And a very recognizable style. Oh, yes, definitely. You know, you see his art and there's no mistaking, like, the uniqueness of it. Um, I think he might have done, like, I know he worked with Azarello on a bunch of other stuff. Like, I think Azarello also did, like, a few things here and there for Marvel. Like, maybe, like, a, like a Hulk miniseries and a Luke Cage miniseries or something. Maybe. Right. And I know he was kind of tied to Azarello for a while. Um, but yeah, it's just a very recognizable, very um very unique artist and just kinda sad to see him go. I think uh his passing kind of happened at a time where there's a lot of other stuff that was happening in the world.
0: Right. I saw a lot of the, the like the older artists really like you know, understood his art. I saw like, you know, like uh uh Jose Luis Garcia Lopez was one of them. You know what I mean? Like the people who've been around for a long time, like we we're, we're and we're probably friends with them, but are, are respected his art. You know, those are the ones I don't know how much the younger generation would know him, you know?
1: Gotcha. And this is kind of just as a side note. Um, uh, I should have mentioned at the top of the show, but it wasn't part of the regular show notes. I know last week we had talked about, or a week or two ago, we talked about wonder woman, uh, sequel going to HBO max and theaters as well. Right. Right. And we had discussed here, it's like, oh, you know, maybe if our local theater does, like, rent out the whole theater for whatever amount of money. And then we saw that they were doing, uh, you know, individual seating, but then they were spacing things out by, like, three on each side with the groups. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not an issue anymore, Todd. Uh, our local theaters all closed down this past Saturday.
0: Well, I did get a text from the bassist, and I meant to tell you when we exchanged gifts at the shop that uh-huh. you were in a bit of a hurry, um, that right up until they, he's like, oh, I heard you talking about this on the show, he's like, here's the thing they are doing rent the theater for 20 people for 150 bucks. Oh, okay. So they were doing it. And then I get a, I get a text a few days later. He's like, well, scratch that there. Yeah. You know, it's all closing <laughs> down for three weeks. Like right. if we want to wait three weeks, we might be able to do it again, but there's no guarantee stuff's going to open up on January 4th when they said, I mean, they could always push it back, but I was going to bring it up too. And then I was like, well, there, it's closed. There's no point.
1: <laughs> right. And I just want to kind of mention that uh, before moved before we moved on to the other stuff,
0: right? Because I was literally this close to buying out the theater myself, and if it was just me and you, I would have treated you I'm like oh. here's a seventy five dollar gift, Joe.
1: <laughs> so uh, we would be remiss, of course, not to mention not one but two printing mishaps at DC in recent collections. Mm-hmm. Uh, So they recently put out a 25th anniversary of Underworld Unleashed. Right. But the problem with it was, in the original uh, publishing of it, back in the 90s, whatever, 25 years ago, so it'd be like 95, they did this funky thing on the covers, and they did this funky thing in the book itself with the evil fire that Neron would... uh, imbued the villains with right right and it was some sort of like funky ink that they did to make it look almost otherworldly if you will
0: right it wasn't one of their four color specials you know
1: yeah yeah so um obviously that doesn't translate very well to digital but obviously they just decided not to include it in the uh the reprint So all of that green flame that was supposed to be in the book is now just white space.
0: Right. Well, which I do think and I'm not going to defend them, but I do think it was it wasn't meant to be left white. It was that it was a special ink. That you could only do physically, so whatever maybe the code was or whatever, it didn't come through. So it comes through as white, like it was supposed to be green, but maybe the computers don't recognize that as the green. If that makes any sense, that's what I kind of heard. But uh, I think somebody should have been on that. If if you get what yeah,
1: somebody should have checked that before we uh, hit print. You know.
0: Right. How many ha- and have s- has heads rolled because like you know all the the printing errors that we've discussed on this show. It's like a segment that we love to do. I mean, because this would have to be the last one. This would have to be it. They couldn't let another
1: one f- fall through, Joe, right? Well, definitely not in the same day.
0: Oh, okay. But in the same week. Oh, okay.
1: The uh recent collection of the Greg Rucker um lois lane series mm-hmm. uh so apparently they left in the guidelines around each page where the printer is supposed to cut the pages kind of yeah it's
0: also a guideline on art for artists kind of a deal
1: yeah so it's not like it's left in on like a couple of the pages it's left in on every single page in the entire collection
0: which can't stand out you know like when you're reading it <laughs>
1: It's a little distracting, and I will I will say this. Maybe this is DC's very underhanded way of booster bolstering sales in the single-issue market. Oh, there you go. Because are hey, if- not going to want to wait around for these janky trades with <laughs> things miscolored and weird dotted lines around the edges of every single page, or things that are falling apart, or um word balloons do that are empty
0: pages out of order
1: pages out of order
0: (laughs) ah, man i almost wish i kept a checklist of everything they've messed up to see if it's like play a
1: game is it a new screw up for dc or an old screw up well and, and i'll see and that's the thing i could see if it was the same screw up over and over again but every time it's a different and special unique screw- up
0: it's like there's so, there's like a gremlin at the at the printing press just like literally like what's gonna be this time let's dog air all the pages
1: <laughs> no springs <laughs> yeah. anyway like uh, on much more happier news um the uh disney had some sort of investor day presentation last week Mm -hmm. and they announced a bunch of star wars and marvel related projects and other stuff too but yeah other stuff stuff, but i don't know if you're as excited for the turner and hooch reboot as no one is todd
0: (laughs) right i hope uh hooch doesn't get shot at the end of this one
1: Well, I'm excited for them to CGI hooch in when everyone complains that they allowed an animal to be around whomever. Uh-huh. Uh, wh- wh- who's starring in the live action prequel to Buzz Lightyear? Um, I
0: have no idea.
1: Not me. I, mean, I know that much.
0: That's right. I know it's not Tim Allen.
1: No, it's definitely not him. I wonder. Uh, I wonder why he's not involved. Anyway. Anyway. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, but obviously, we're not going to sit here and like list them all and read them all through and that sort of thing. Just kind of hitting some of the things that really stuck out to us or maybe that we're most excited for that we have this sort of confirmation of. And that's the other thing is we don't really have a lot of confirmation. It's just more so of like, hey, we're announcing this show for for real now. It's a lot mm-hmm. of Disney Plus original series. is, Right. Um, But I will say, I am excited about Christian Bale being the God Butcher in the next Thor movie.
0: That's fantastic.
1: Yes, it is.
0: I'm all about the God Butcher. And Joe, hold on to your Thor issues. They're going
1: to be worth a lot of money. Oh, Todd, I've been slabbing everything I own over the last... Home slabbing them. (laughs)
0: That's right. Plastic, Plastic coffins as far as the eye can see.
1: And I I mentioned that to uh, someone who's, you know, a movie fan. And they're like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, oh, weren't they Batman? I go, that kind of shows you. Do you want to be remembered as Batman in like two and a half of the only good Batman movies of the last millennia? Or do you want to be like third villain down in a Thor movie? Yeah, well. But But you get what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say the Thor villains aren't the strongest
1: sometimes. Well, well uh, you know, God Butcher, yep. God Butcher was one, and Christian Bale is a good actor, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm sure he's trying to distance himself from the dregs that could and can be the DC movies. Right. The, the
0: standout, one of the standouts for me, John, obviously there's a big one, which I'll get to, but the standout for me is the Jimmy Pistol Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. <laughs> On
1: my list as well.
0: So. I was like, oh boy. I hope there's some sort of like they have to get Groot home for life day or something like that. And oh, I- just oh, like Rob, like literally Rob the Star Wars holiday special and have like literally like old vaudeville comedians in it. Oh, I would be so like B. Arthur and you know Harvey Corman like in the old uh, Star Wars holiday special
1: so i'm i'm a, a james gunn man from way back in the day you know how there's like a lot of celebrities and stuff where um their like social media becomes like uh like non-interactable once they get so many people right yeah okay so i was a james gunn fan from way 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 back in the day so i kind of got in under the proverbial gun if you will
0: you were a james gunn fan before it was cool <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, I was Yep I got no problem in saying that But he, when that came out, he was like This is real I'm <laughs> writing and directing this <laughs> I had begged Kevin Feige for the last five years to let me do this And he continually told me no uh When I was a kid, I genuinely liked the holiday special oh, Because boy. it was the only extra Star Wars we had Right He goes, I didn't find out till many years later that nobody liked it. And he said it was this year on Disney Plus when they did the uh, Lego Star Wars Christmas special. Right. That they did that. He he goes, I immediately went to Kevin Feige and said, if you're doing this with Legos, I get to do this with Guardians of the Galaxy. And he said, fine. So that's how he got to do it.
0: And Figi said it has nothing to do with the fact that everybody's upset over COVID and we have nothing to watch that, you know, our investors are probably sad because there's no new stuff on Disney+. Plus. So we're just going to explode new stuff on uh, announcements and stuff like that. It has nothing to do with that.
1: And, but, and that's actually one that they can kind of do on the cheap because you don't need to get everyone together. Oh, the way if he does it like
0: they did the holiday special, where just like Drax calls in and yes. like, you know, oh, I would I would be because all you need is like all you literally need is like Groot and 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 uh the uh, rocket because you could just CGI them and then have every like obviously the I am Groot just gonna be the same thing over and over again and you have rocket like narrate it and he's not actually there you know what i mean so i have oh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this
1: so uh the other one that i'm excited about was some in- additional information about ant-man and the wasp
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh being that the villain is officially going to be kang oh
0: my goodness <laughs>
1: So my one piece of original, well, one of my few pieces of original art of Kang is going to skyrocket in value, but I'm never selling it.
0: That's right. And uh, art is going up lately, but uh, yeah, that's fantastic. I I was, I don't know her name, how to say it, but she was an actress who was in True Grit. She's going to be playing, you know, Hawkeye in the Hawkeye TV show is the daughter to Clint Barton. I found that intriguing. Just like she wasn't sure if she was going to play it the same way the girl who was was playing She-Hulk wasn't. But I have a feeling that all had to be put on the sly for this announcement. You know what I mean, Joe? was like, guys, play wishy-washy so we have something that's definitive when we roll out these 78,000 projects that we have besides Marvel. You know what I mean? And I think that's what it was. They kind of wish they didn't do it. So they could do it at this big event, if you know what I mean.
1: Uh so uh, like I said, the um uh they were being wishy-washy about it, but like two weeks ago, like pictures were showing up of them filming it in New York.
0: Yeah. But either way, it is kind of cool. I'm looking forward to that because I think she's a great actress and i like that. We're getting a you know more on the Moon Knight TV show Joe and somebody asked us to give a little background on on Twitter about Moon Knight.
1: Well, i hope a, they've hired you on as a
0: consultant. They they did. I told them remember his special origin where he was bit by a radioactive moon and got the proportional powers of the moon. So, and they're like that's going to be in there. Or at least that's what they told me. So hopefully, you know, <laughs> they'll go through with that. But uh, um, some of the smaller stuff that's not so much uh, Marvel is that they're that they announced the Indiana Jones movie, which like there's nothing more I want to watch than ninety year old uh, Indiana Jones. Um, they're also even though it's not uh, it Marvel or Disney bought the product. Is did you know they're doing an Alien TV show, Joe? Yes, I'm really looking forward. To that, uh, I really want to watch that and a couple like the Star Wars stuff that they announced, like uh, like the Lando thing. I think is going to be really cool because everybody says after Han Solo that that tanked the the, the movie Solo. That uh, I can't think of his name, uh, the actor who played Lando. He's like, oh, we'll never get to see him again. I'm like, they're going to give him a TV show. Everybody loved him in Solo, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Was was there anything I missed? Was there any projects they announced? Was there a movie that they were that they said they were gonna do, Joe?
1: Um, not that I could think of. It was a lot of new series for Disney Plus, like I mentioned. Um, you know, obviously we have the low-key one, they put a trailer out for that. The what if animated series, they put a trailer out for that. Um, Shang Chi movie I think we knew about. Right. Um like there was nothing that like it you know, a lot of um I don't think we knew about an Iron Heart and/or Armor Wars Disney Plus shows.
0: No, we didn't know about that.
1: Okay, um, I think there was something saying um, that Black Panther Two wasn't going to recast uh, someone to replace Chadwick Boseman. Uh, oh, a Fantastic Four movie.
0: Oh, that's right. It totally slipped my mind, Joe. <laughs> Man, all I know is I'll say two things. When that came across my Twitter feed. I marked out, marked out. I mean, we knew it was coming. I honestly didn't think it was coming this quick to tell you the truth. Cause I thought we might like, you know, might be in the next round and stuff uh-huh. like that. But when it dropped and then boy, did my phone get a life of its own once that news dropped, Joe. And I was like, I'm looking forward to it. um, I, I do believe we do now know the big overarching villain for the next round of phase of movies. I, uh, you know, Mole Man, here we here we go. Well, I was
1: going to say, we already have Kang in the uh, Ant-Man and Wasp movie. It's already set up for it to be him.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I will say, um, I agree with a lot of people that I saw on Twitter and stuff like that, and people that we know. Uh, I, I hope we don't get too much of an origin, because we've done that. Twice out of the three Fantastic Amazing Fantastic Four movies. We got that twice. We got Doom in all of them. As much as I, I love it, I'd like to see him play a lesser role. And all joking aside, like we've seen they didn't they tried to do like the negative verse in uh, that that the, the the Trank one and stuff like that. I'm telling you, just with Disney doing Mole Man and giant monsters that come up out of the ground. That would be a fantastic, no pun intended, or it was intended, like villain for the first movie.
1: Uh, I think that would be good. I think you want to throw some, like, yeah, I think it should be a little bit more grounded. I know the uh, director uh, currently of it is the guy who did the two Spider-Man movies. Right. uh, Far From Home and Homecoming. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's his name? John Watts, I think it is. Right. So I could see it being a little bit more grounded, a little bit more street level to start. And then you do some sort of thing where you tease at the end, some sort of big cosmic, whatever, like an Annihilus type person. Right. And then maybe you save Doom for part three. Right.
0: Or maybe like a Galactus for a giant, you know, thing like Earth. You got to st- save Earth, stuff like that. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But either way, uh I'm willing to play Ben Grimm if they need me.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll put the contacts in. I'll put the blue contacts in.
1: All right. Well, listen, they already have your number to be a consultant on the Moon Knight show. So this is just the next logical step.
0: They were like, yeah, the guy the guy who knows all about the Moon Knight would make a great thing. <laughs> like, just, just, you know, one paycheck. We could just do it all. We don't have to have
1: two different forms. That's <laughs> two, right. Two W-2s, you know what I mean, <laughs> So, moving from one thing to another. haha. <laughs> Ask not for whom the Rob trolls. The Rob trolls for thee. And now, the Rob Watch. The Rob Watch is back and with a vengeance. We are on the cusp. Uh, I think as we just passed was the official physical release date, December 11th of New Mutants 98. With the first appearance of Gideon and Domino and no one else.
0: That's right.
1: Did he ever get back to you? No. <laughs> oh. Notice me, the Rob. Anyway. <laughs> but don't, but, but, please don't notice me.
0: That's right. Weren't you one of his fans talking to him before it was cool too, Joe? No. But anyway, go
1: ahead. Um, I wasn't talking to the Rob back in 1990 when Rob's been cool forever. Anyway. <laughs> Archie just announced... That Rob is going to be relaunching in a miniseries uh, their Mighty Crusader characters. You know, Todd, all of your favorites. The Comet, the Jaguar, Fly-Girl, and the Shield.
0: Yes. Nick Fury, right? No, wait, <laughs> that's a different one.
1: No, it's, he's the living embodiment of a helicarrier.
0: Oh, my goodness. He crashes all the time. No. Oh, the only things in the Marvel Universe that did never stayed in the air, the helicarrier. But go ahead.
1: Archie Publisher John Goldwater said, When I learned that The Rob, a creator of the highest caliber with a long Sterling track record, was a fan of our characters, I knew we had to act fast. <sighs> That's not me making something up, Todd. This is from the actual press release.
0: Oh, my goodness. Did it blink if they have a a knife to your back?
1: The Rob then said, I've been chomping, which is wrong, at the bit to work with these folks at Archie and do something with these legendary characters. The Shield is the first patriotic comic book icon, predating even Captain America. What about Fighting American? No, he came later uh these are the original comic book superheroes with a glorious history behind them i'm so psyched to tell this story and turn my fans on to these characters exclamation point
0: the rob sure did make a lot of statements
1: um so no uh release date announced for this other than just 2021 Uh, a couple two tree pages of original art uh was put out there but uh Listen, uh, while I am not a Rob apologist, my apologies, to the Rob apologist, I am a the Rob understander. And uh, just like with the Snake Eyes book, you know, when this gets solicited, I'll be uh, checking it out.
0: Sure. I'm glad one of us will.
1: <laughs> and I know somebody else will be forced to read at least issue one. Well, I don't do that to April. <laughs> but listen this is going to be uh 2021 is going to be the year of the rob he's got the deadpool thing going on uh he's got this he's got the podcast um he hasn't blocked me yet so things are going well
0: he's got some full pockets joe or pouches even
1: oh my goodness he'll have to draw so many more pouches
0: oh my goodness
1: uh so that's it really for the news. Uh you know, the Rob is special enough that he gets his own uh his own section, you know? That's right. Um be sure to check out Soon to Be Name Network, Soon to Be Name Soon to Be Name all the shows in our network. This show Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Arguments, Wednesday Night War, Final Wrestling Place, At Odds with Wrestling, and whenever any of us appear on any other shows, those go up there over at soon to be Network.com. I would be remiss, Todd, to mention I was recently on another wrestling podcast this week mm-hmm. uh, called The A Show, where me and the hosts, Matt and Chris, we drafted... And Fantasy booked our dream card uh, for professional wrestling from a specific era. They're doing a promotion in a year every two weeks. I was the inaugural guest because they did ECW 1995, (laughs) which is my wheelhouse. Um, I had a great time drafting my show. And I can't wait to record Ad Odds this week to find out why Adam was saying that I cheated somehow.
0: Oh, well, you are a cheater.
1: Well, listen, no, I'm not a cheater. I'm a winner. There's a difference.
0: Ah, uh, there is. Um, I still have to see how I can get uh, my podcast up and going with your co-host at At Odds and the uh, the the bore of Moldy Davey or whatever his name is about doing, doing uh, the best football helmets in the NFL where we all, like, discuss each division. And uh, I'm really – I'm trying to work on this, you know, like –
1: i uh, uh, yeah i i think that could happen uh that could be something that you and adam and the boar can work out uh on your own and yeah. i could facilitate that and give it a place to uh call home you know
0: the 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 boar seemed interested i don't know him i've never met him here Bo- he's tall um yeah but i think you know i have some interesting ideas on the uh the nfl football helmet podcast
1: all right is it gonna be well i don't want to get listen i don't want to talk anymore this is, I gotta write that down. Save that for off the air. Oh, okay. I don't wanna I don't wanna discuss it now and give away all what your secrets are gonna be. Oh, I do have a lot of secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we have to plug? Of course, our local comic book shop, comics on the green. Uh go check them out. Their link is in the show notes. They do a brisk business online, especially now that a lot of places are being closed down. Uh, They're also doing a brisk mail order subscription business. Even if you're not in the greater northeastern Pennsylvania area, they do come with my highest recommendation in getting your books to you exactly as you want them in a timely fashion. Um, Also, our friend Becky does a lot of original art there, drawing stuff on the boards and on the packages and the so forths. Uh, her secret project for 2021 is still coming along, coming along, coming along. Hmm. Uh, friends of the show, of course, that also have their own projects out there. Jason Sandberg's Jupiter and Chris Runt's Battle Monsters are both available up on Comicsology to get digitally. And Rick Williams, the Chop Shop, where he does all those real cool resin figures mixing sci-fi, fantasy, wrestling, pop culture and so forth. Uh, they're all friends of the show, so, of course, they get the support here, and you can check out the links to them in the show notes that accompany every post over on longboxheroes.com. Uh, digital books and sales this week, Todd. We do have a lot of holdovers, and in a very odd situation, the like DC usually runs their sales Tuesdays to Tuesday. Right. Uh, or like t- like like seven days, like Tuesday to Wednesday or Wednesday to Tuesday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this one from last week, the events and miniseries sale is going Wednesday to Friday. Okay. So there's like not a new sale here. So I'm guessing maybe Friday they're going to d- be doing some new thing. Could be. Um. You know. And now it's getting to the end of the year, so a lot of your. Independent companies are doing, like, their line-wide sales, Dynamite, IDW. I'm sure we'll be getting the Image one here shortly, uh, where they run usually until the first week of the year. But none of that matters, Todd. Because up until the end of the day on Thursday, as you listen to this, Immortal Hulk is on sale. Ooh. And, uh, hey, do you like the best comic book that Marvel has put out over the last, like, three to five years? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's all on sale currently through uh, Comixology, Digitally, whatever. Um, and I think you can get the entire run. Let me do my gazintas here. Um, seven trades get you caught up to current for under 21 bucks. Hmm. Uh, oh. That is... Well over thirty-five issues if you include like the annuals and one-shots and ancillary things that they did. Right. Um, but they also have in there the single issue tie-in stuff. Like that uh Weird Avengers um what is it? Uh, no Surrender, whatever it was, weekly right. series where the Immortal Hulk debuted. They have that in there. If you want to add that to your collection to be one of those weird completists, they have those two issues of Fantastic Four where he showed up to fight the Hulk that crossed over into the his own series that aren't included in the trades for mm-hmm. some reason. Um, but it's all there, man. Like, it'll get you caught up to current. And, you know, like I said, 35 issues of the best comic that Marvel's put out over the last however many years for under 21 bucks.
0: That's a good deal.
1: If I didn't already own them, I'd buy them again just because I'm compulsive like that. And I think everyone should read that comic. I do too. And uh, one last thing as well, and this is just good until the end of the year. Um, couple of months or so ago, when it was officially announced that DC was turning their DC universe into DC Unlimited, where it was going to be a lower price point, it was going to be a lot of the books digitally there. Uh, Marvel recently changed how quickly you can get stuff through their Marvel Unlimited. Um, you can until the end of the calendar year 2020 with the code Year 4 F O R five five the number five the number five. Uh, you can get a year of unlimited for fifty five bucks.
0: Wow,
1: oh, and I think it's it's ten bucks a month. So it's like pretty cheap right with that code and to get it for a year and you know if you're ready to make that switch over to digital and dive into Marvel's back catalog you know and if or if you know someone who wants to you know 55 bucks and they get the subscription for a year that's not a bad deal i say
0: no it's not
1: yeah so links to all that show notes let's get into what we read from this past week which again Heavy up front, so we're just going to be talking about crossover number two.
0: Right. Written by Donnie Cates and art by Jeff
1: Shaw. Right. I'll uh, I'll let you take point on this, since I've rambled for a while.
0: No problem. This is uh, after the, first, the events of the first issue that we found out that at one point the comic book universe had seeped through to this one, uh, and all the characters from different comic books came, and there was a tragedy, and the dome fell over... The, the city and now comics are kind of not outlawed but you know looked down upon superhero ones especially for for their giant crossover events basically a giant crossover event had come to you know earth and uh from the, the events that you know they people were attacking this comic shop uh who were very religious and we have this character whose parents were in the town that the dome fell down on and everything that happened this young girl shows up, but she's a normal person, supposedly, from a comic book universe. And the main character, Ellie, decides to, to take her home. And while this is going on, the religious child, uh, son of a religious man who is you know attacking the comics, burn down the, the comic shop and he gets taken to a government facility where we find out what's been happening to all the characters that the government can handle. Uh, from these other universes and we get a cool shot of like this these uh, what would you call them like uh, not a prison but like where they store them and everything uh, with various characters where you can see bits and pieces of them and it's a great game to guess what character and what universe like they could be from like it looks like oh this could be the thing that could be Batman and uh, Ryan who's the, the, the son he ends up finding out that he's part of this big thing because some person that's involved in all this can see the future or knows the future or something and gives him a note through this uh agent that he's like you have to go do this thing and he's like well why he's like we don't ask questions we just follow through and it's really weird because the story's told by someone and it's very disjointed and out of order and i'm starting to get an idea of who the person is and who sent ryan the note if that makes any sense
1: right so you're you're talking about the one person who they have locked up who the power dampeners don't work on right Mm -hmm. okay i have a theory on who it is as well (sighs) okay i I have two theories but go ahead i have one wide sweeping theory Mm -hmm. and then i have maybe a guess okay the wide sweeping theory is that it's a comic book writer
0: I honestly think it's. uh, I'm wondering if it's Donnie Cates if he's going to pull a uh, Grant Morrison. Okay.
1: I think Donnie Cates, and again, I don't know Donnie Cates the man, and I'm just guessing this along. I'm thinking Donnie Cates is going to have it be someone that maybe he has some reverence for. Okay. Um, maybe an Alan Moore type. Maybe, maybe a jack kirby type maybe a neil gaiman type i know uh, jack kirby was more of an artist than anything but you get what i'm saying
0: he wrote dc comics but yeah
1: but like like when you think jack kirby like you think comic book creator you think artist then writer but i'm thinking it's going to be someone like that and because this book is playing so use loose and again, I don't think this is a spoiler, like right up front of the first page, and it kind of came out in the preview stuff with it. It's like Brian K. Vaughn is dead in this mm-hmm. universe.
0: Somebody's, it looks like, is is after comic book writers.
1: Yes. So now so you'd also mention with the government facility that the pastor's son is taken to, and we see that homage to that one page in Spawn, right? hmm But then we hear from uh the little girl uh what they're doing to the non-superpowered people that they're getting near the bubble right so that's what they decide to do ellie uh gets auto and the little girl's ava right yes the little girl's ava so they decide that they are going to go not into the bubble of course but to these camps outside the bubble in the hopes to find ava's parents right Otto is a little uh apprehensive about it because he fears what if they run into power people hey who knows that little girl may even have powers herself
0: that's what he says and we don't know we but, don't
1: know right
0: but uh the other my other thing is if it's if it's not Donnie cates or another writer who now i'm kind of leading you're going like really old school i'm leading towards a mark wade
1: maybe Mark does have that credit on here. Uh, right. that He was kind of like a story editor sort of thing.
0: Right. And especially with his reverence for the character who Ava showed on the doodle mm-hmm. would be interesting. But if it's not all that, I have a weird feeling it's one of uh, Ellie's. That's the girl who's going to take Ava to find her parents, hopefully. One of her parents. Because that would be like the mingling of because she's also like, oh, well, while we take Ava to look for these things, I want to get into the town because I believe it's been years. But I know in my heart, my parents are still alive in there somewhere. What if they're you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like because they keep mentioning the the, the parents that one of them could be the writer or the, the person writing the notes, even though, like, we don't know that they've come from another universe. If that makes any sense kind of a deal
1: I say Why can't it be both Her, her father's, father's Mark Wade. Her father's Mark Wade Or Jack Irby or whoever it is In that room Okay Just to kind of like meld everything together
0: Right so that could I be
1: really a- like this book I recommend it to everyone
0: I-, I do too I think the first issue Was absolutely amazing This one I think I I honestly think sometimes people write for TV or movies, if that makes any sense. Yeah, Like that, there's the bit where the narrator's like, Oh, like I brought this part up about the writers that are being, are missing or dead, but that's not really an a plot. You know what I mean? Like it almost feels like it'd be a good, not a comedy by the way, but an arrested development narrator kind of a deal. And like, it works well in the comic to switch it quickly, but in TV or movies, that's going to look amazing. If that makes any sense. Like, I think I could sometimes see when they write in, in with the, with their hoping that it gets picked up for something else, (laughs) but as long as
1: it's good. Yeah. So, okay. I get where you're going with that. Um, I just think they're doing more of a story. Like the narrator's doing more of a storytelling device where he knows the beginning and end of the story. This is a story he's told hundreds, if not thousands of times, mm-hmm. and he can't help himself but to give clues okay. or jump ahead in the story. Um, I, I think Image, maybe in the last, like, and maybe I'm wrong, in the last couple of years has gone away from every book as a movie pitch right. or every book as a TV show pitch. Um, I'm still waiting for that Thief of Thieves TV show remember
0: when they were doing that
1: Uh uh-huh that was the one where it came out on a wednesday and then the the tv rights were sold on a friday and then that was seven years ago
0: i wonder if uh die 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 got picked up too
1: Mm, that's that's quieted down a little bit
0: (laughs) right but what about his solid blood
1: yeah i don't know about that i kind of dropped off that book pretty quick anyway (laughs) Uh, But no, Crossover's real good. I I get where Todd's coming from. Uh, First issue's a home run. This one's an inside the park home run. Right. But it's still really good. You know, this and uh, Department of Truth have been like the two saving graces of the last uh, third of last quarter of 2020.
0: Right. That the fourth quarter is going to put them into black with those two books.
1: (laughs) certainly is. Uh, So that's what we read this past week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. If you head over to longboxheroes.com, every Tuesday around noon Eastern time, we put up the pull post, which is a link to a link to all the books that we're getting this week, whether you're getting your books in trade, whether you're getting them digitally, whether you're waiting for DC to send you the make good on the trade that you got from them, be forewarned and be forearmed, know what's coming out this week. Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. We are currently tied up at 33 correct guesses apiece. And uh, this one might be a little tougher than you think, Todd.
0: Uh, it is a little tougher, I think. There's some good books this week, but...
1: I'm looking at your list. And I know that's the last issue of Amethyst finally coming out, right? Yes. Uh, I know you're a fan of that. I know you're a fan of Jem and the world in which she inhabits.
0: She's truly, truly, truly
1: outrageous. Certainly is. Uh, the Misfits songs are better, though, really. <laughs> I'm not killing time. Uh, reckless by uh, Ed Brubaker. Is it is
0: reckless. It is reckless. Is This is a tough one because it's an immortal. It's a double Immortal Hulk week by Al Ewing and a reckless week.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, now, normally, Immortal Hulk leads the pack, but I know you're a Brubaker guy. Is it Reckless, the hardcover? It is Reckless. Woo! Tied up with only two
1: yeah. weeks to go. I got going to say, so it's a week where you have two aluing written issues of Immortal Hulk, one that ties in the King of Black, which I enjoyed, plus the first issue of the second coming sequel from Mark mm-hmm. Russell. So, uh, and Batman, you know, Batman's good and this one's good and that one's good, but there was like four very strong contenders on the list.
0: And then you throw in on top of that, Joe, that like, not only that, the immortal Hulk straight up one is the Hulk thing rematch, Mm. which I like, that was a strong contender for me because I am a, like a sucker for Hulk versus thing, man. And I'm just like, this is a powerful week, like a powerful week.
1: It's the last, like, real, like I know there's books next week and everything, but it's the last real, quote unquote, week before Christmas.
0: Right, and then who knows if we'll get our books that week for Christmas? You know what I mean? Like, with all the mail and stuff like that, it's gonna be interesting. I'm wondering if, like, I'm, 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 I'm looking at Vegas for odds on whether the books show up at the at the shop or not for the for the week of Christmas.
1: I have, I have faith, Todd.
0: I do. Uh, it's a Christmas miracle.
1: So while you're over at longboxheroes.com be sure to check out all the other stuff that Todd and I have done whether it be past episodes of this show past episodes of uh, Longbox Heroes After Dark uh, 2017 Smash Sensation Todd and Joe have issues gotta figure out what's going on with that for 21
0: Oh, who knows? Could be a shootout
1: Figuring out There's nothing I could say that would give it away or that, nope. that that wouldn't give it away. So I was just saying, <laughs> there's nothing I couldn't say that would give everything away. Yes. Uh, be sure to check out our store where you can get shirts and pins and stickers with our fancy logo on them. If you want even more fancy logos on even more fancy stuff, head over to our T Public store, uh, where I know just as we're recording this, they're having 35% off sale. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week, 30% off everything in the store. So... Check that out as well if you want to help us out. You would also sign up for our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You get two bonus shows from Todd and I. One is Previewing the Past, where we look at that month, 30 years ago's previews catalog, to see what the world of comics looked like way back then. Um, Starting for 2021, we are doing six never-before-seen movies, where I am picking six movies for Todd to watch that I know he has never seen, I'm almost certain, and he is doing the same for me, he's almost certain as well. <laughs> um, I Well, again, if you've listened to any of the Patreon stuff, um, the one thing that I could give you, if this is going to be uh, any sort of carrot that I can dangle in front of you, at the very least, one of the movies that I'm going to make Todd watch is the 1990 hit summer film dick tracy
0: right and if the carrot don't work here's the stick joe (laughs) because one of the six movies i'm gonna make joe watch is the movie i know he's never seen before and that's keanu reeves in the matrix
1: right uh so again when those movies will show up who knows um I got to figure out how we're going to work all this. Who's going to go first? But that's what you have to look forward in 2021 and $5 and up. Patreon folks get those podcasts two weeks before everyone else, as well as getting after dark about three days before everyone else.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: One last way that you can help us out is by making any and all of your purchases through your, through the Amazon click through that's at the top of the page over at longboxheroes.com. Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week include not one, not two, but three gift cards for the holidays. Two Amazon gift cards, which I certainly hope you're using to take part of the Amazon gift card opportunity. (laughs) The other uh, $50 gift card for Texas Roadhouse. I'm sure that would be delicious. Uh, somebody purchased one of those uh ordinary people history books by Brad Meltzer, uh, not Dave's brother, <laughs> and Chris Iliopoulos. This one is I am Benjamin Franklin. Ah, uh, someone purchased the Ravensburger brand, uh, Disney villainous, wicked to the core strategy board game. Uh, I get so jealous when I see people buying these fancy board games on here. You know, right, right. Uh, And if I didn't know any better, uh, I would say that someone has been ordering cereal for me as they've purchased boxes of honey bunches of oats with almonds and cinnamon life. Ooh. Uh, If you bought a box of the oat cluster uh, Cheerios, then you just uh, hit the Joe trifecta of my top (laughs) three favorite current cereals. Right, right. Uh, Somebody also purchased the Hot Wheels brand monster truck. Uh, which is a fire truck called Five Alarm. And these are like the larger monster trucks. And I feel a little bad because Hot Wheels about a year or so ago lost the licensed actual like Monster Jam monster truck. So mm-hmm. they have all these molds that they have to like repurpose into their own whatever's, right? right. Uh, but that's a cool one. Like, it's, listen, it's a fire truck that's also a monster truck. How do you beat that? You can't. No. Uh, somebody also purchased, and I'm sure this was for the Captain America fan in your life, uh, someone purchased the Funko Dorbs, uh, Marvel Avengers Infinity War Captain America, which are, like, eh, like, I don't even know how to describe what the Dorbs are. It's not quite a Funko, and it's not quite, like, a Fisher-Price Little People thing. It's somewhere in between.
0: I always call them, like, a Funko you left out in the sun.
1: Oh, there you go. A <laughs> Sunco, A Sunco and then somebody also purchased the two pack based on their movie appearances of captain America and Peggy Carter together. Uh, if they make a Peggy Carter and they probably will with the, what if animated series hits of her as captain America, I would absolutely buy that figure. Cause that's a, a really cool design and it's sprung out of my pop and bubbles, Marvel puzzle quest game. All
0: right.
1: And last but not least, uh, Somebody, uh, Charlie, I think his name is, purchased a Chapin eighty-pound residential salt spreader in blue. Ooh,
0: rhapsody in blue, right there. That's, That's not Harry Chapin's salt spreaders, are
1: they? No, it's a it's a Charlie Cha- it's a Charlie Chapin one. Oh my goodness,
0: <laughs> the tramp!
1: <laughs> Don't trample over the snow or the salt. I just spread it. That's right. All right. Oh, i almost swore there let's move on don't swear <laughs> no i can't because then i gotta edit it that's true uh, but thanks to any and all folks who purchased any and all things through the amazon click through uh this past week this past month um or whenever i didn't say my thing so i'll say it here uh they jeff bezos calls it a uh is uh no who's is jeff bezos the amazon guy
0: um, I think so.
1: All right. They, Jeff Bezos, calls it an advertising fee. I call it the thing that makes Todd happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the money. Yeah. Todd, did we have any art attacks this week?
0: We did have some art attacks this week, Joe. Um, from Mike McLarty, uh, he sent in a Batman of Earth X bat- along with Batman of Zurin I think that's how you say it. With Batmite. By... Gabriel Esquivo Santos and it was, it's on 11 by 17, which is a great size for a commission. He said he was super communicative and amazing quick turnaround took about 10 days from first contact to, uh, to getting it. Um, I look at that as I'm not even talking about the art yet. I'm just going to talk about when an artist is super like communicative a 10 day turnaround for art. I, that's, I could hold my breath for 10 days <laughs> um, I had a couple artists who In this pandemic did the same thing Like like literally from Spain In 7 days And I was like oh my god But I, I, I'm happy when you know You have great uh, uh, From artists stuff like that But it's a great piece I'm not a, a Zurn Ra Batman But that is a nice piece And I like Batmite That's really cool So I'm glad that he got that
1: A lot of detail work went in on that. A lot of heavy black ink lines. So to get that done in 10 days is a pretty good deal, I'd say.
0: I agree. And ship. Not bad. Also from Doola a huge thank... uh, He said a huge thank you to Sean Wang for his one-of-a-kind tone paper sketch card of Roka from Runners, which everyone can and should, exclamation point, check out for free. And the in the link's in the Twitter. He was not expecting the character cards and stickers. Uh, good for him. I'm glad you got stickers, <laughs> but they should have been pins. Uh, so that was an awesome bonus. That's nice. Um, whenever you can get bonuses for, do, for getting something, that's nice. But uh, that's an interesting character. Kind of like a mix of like E.T. and like Walrus Man, I guess. I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh but yeah, so definitely uh as uh Dwayne mentions there, definitely go check out Sean's stuff. Um runnersuniverse dot com. Uh right. the first issue is up there for free. Uh you could purchase stuff, be a patron, the whole thing. And if that's uh something that looks good to you and they have like a little like new to the universe, here's like a primer to get right into things
0: um also rebecca's art sent something in too uh she sent in a still life with teas and cakes um so it's like a nice little like table view um i really like that cake i imagine that it's chocolate with uh some fruit and you know some frosting drizzles on the top but it's that's a nice like i don't know all joking aside because i know there's that's you keep saying still life with pears neighbor cows but that's what a still life is right joe
1: You you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, I know a person whose name is still life with apricots and pears. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wonder if they will one day be teaming up with still life with uh, tea and cake.
0: Well, that's a good dessert for after you have your fruit, Joe.
1: Yes. No, that's a really, I I really like what uh, Rebecca did there. Shading. Yay. I'm a big fan of shading and the just faintness. Of the uh, and I want to say stink lines, but the steam coming <laughs> off the tea,
0: hey, put the stink lines in there, but uh, no, I get what you mean because I, I called it like I always called this style shaded pencil, it's not inked, whatever. Um, but it, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that, so and finally. Um, one from me again, Mr. Miracle by Kevin McGuire, one of the last three pieces I have of him to post. So those were one of the last pieces that I got and somebody who you can't see because their account was locked, uh, was tweeted afterwards. It's like, yeah, it's a miracle. You got
1: this, mister.
0: like <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind
1: of funny. You know, I'd hate for someone to stage an ocean 11, like heist into that person's Twitter account and unlock it on them. Oh no, that would be terrible. Doesn't he know what account he's supposed to be tweeting from when he's anyway, right. does he need one of my Twitter classes?
0: Kayfabe, Joe. Kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> so, They'll be giving out his shoot name, brother, brother, That's uh, that tr- trash
1: shoot, Joe. Uh, listen, I live the life, man. Yes, you do. Uh, so thanks to everyone who shared any of the art that they did themselves or purchased themselves or had commissioned, or whatever it is. I love seeing this sort of stuff. And uh, when you do share it with the world, be sure to tag Todd's Art Attack in there so we can spread the word and show everyone the cool stuff you got in your collection. Yes. All right. So, Todd, I think that's the end of this. Right. Did you
0: have an idea about what between Mandalorian and WandaVision was? Were you serious about that, or...?
1: Oh, uh, well, listen, this is where we could do our break, or if you want to talk about it during one, uh, uh, Mandalorian. But I figure, you know, obviously next week we have the last episode of Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to do something special after that's done. Um, And then we have uh, the week after that. And again, let me look at the calendar.
0: We'll have we Wonder have, Woman in would there. We
1: week off. Or no, 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 we would have uh, Doctor Who.
0: Well, that's the, fir- that's the first of uh,
1: that's Oh, the so first it comes of- out of the first So we wouldn't, okay, okay
0: That is that is going to be a New Year's Day But in there, won't we have Wonder Woman?
1: Oh, that's right We'll have Wonder Woman, that's right uh, We just talked about that earlier So it would be, we got Mandalorian next week We'll have Wonder Woman the week after that We would have Doctor, Doctor Who the week after that
0: And then one uh, week Until in between that And WandaVision,
1: right? Hey, you know what, I got an idea for that week in between WandaVision Right, Nothing.
0: Nothing. You're gonna Let's take a take week off. All right, Joe. I don't know. I was hoping that there'd be a pay per view in there, and you had to watch a movie, and we had to do a previewing the past. <laughs> I like well, we CEO.
1: do. We do have to do all of those things. But if you want to watch a pay per view, Todd, that could be arranged. Oh no, I'm
0: gonna answer questions
1: before a pay per view, Joe. <laughs> goodness all right so uh that's i guess part of all of our discussion here of the penultimate episode of the mandalorian uh seeing the return of our favorite imperial stand-up comedian bill burr that's right he's back bill burr is the i can't quite put my finger on it of the the mandalorian is doesn't matter how good of an actor he is, and he's a good actor in this, and it doesn't matter what he's up to. I just like, I'm like, why is Bill Burr in a Star Wars? What's going on here?
0: Well, we already had what's his face as the taxi driver in the first season episode.
1: Yeah. That and
0: Horatio awesome. Sanz, so it's yeah. all good.
1: And John Leguizamo was the guy at the Gamorian Guard MMA fight thing. That's right. But, like, uh, I don't know. Like, they're just, like, one-off bit character sort of things. I know Horatio Sands came back in the uh, Apollo Creed Carl Weathers episode. Right. But, like, Bill Burr, like, like he's done, like, heavy lifting in two episodes. I'm going to
0: say this, though, just before. He's going to be one of Mando's Magnificent Seven when it comes time. Mm -hmm. They're building to the Magnificent Seven, so... I, I'd i have to figure out how many we have so far because obviously you have Carl Weathers. You have Lorna Dune. Um, you have, um, I can't think of her, her name. She was in uh, Ages of Shield. So right there, you have four with Bill Burr. Like we need, you have Boba Fett. That's five. We need two more for like, uh, well, wait. For his,
1: what? So, okay. We got Mando.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We got Carl Weathers. Right. That's two. We got, we got Lorna Dune. Three. We got Boba Fett
0: four
1: we got the lady went to a boba fett
0: five Bill you got burr.
1: you got bill burr That's six we need one more the 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 rosario dawson jedi oshkosh Bagash. right i'm thinking it might be katie sackoff the mandalorian ah uh, oh that's right we haven't seen the other three uh mandalorians where sasha banks is a boba fett right um because i do
0: think uh oshkosh by they announced that she's getting her own show i guess so that'll be the offshoot. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how much more we'll see of her. Right. But maybe she'll show up as like the the Jedi, like uh lightsaber thing. I don't know. But I have a feeling it'll be seven altogether, you know, to go after uh, Darth Cutius.
1: Right. So they break Bilbur out of the mining prison that he's in. Right. The scrapyard. The scrapyard, because uh, him being a previous uh imperial something or other sharpshooter he he knows how to get in and get the codes so they could find out where moff gideon is since he's got the baby yoda and mandalorian needs to get the baby yoda um so their plan is they're going to go to this planet that's a secret mining hub right mm-hmm. that are on like these cool track vehicles moving some sort of highly uh combustible element They're going to disguise themselves in, like, really cool stormtrooper outfits, Mm -hmm. get in there, get the codes, and get out. Right. But then they're attacked by pirates during the, the traveling, and you get some heightened whatever as they're trying to stick thermal detonators and a bunch of the other transports get blown up. But this one gets defended off because Mando's able to stop things, and there's a lot of stuff in this episode, both... Before they get into the transporter and while they're in the transporter of Bill Burr ribbing Mando about taking off his helmet. Oh, you have to take off your Mandalorian helmet to put on the Star Wars helmet or the, the Stormtrooper helmet. Then when they're inside the, the, the transport drive, Bill Burr takes his helmet off and he's like, oh, come on. You know, these things are stifling. Take off your helmet and Mando won't do it. But later in the episode, Mando does it. They get to the bunker. They're going to go. Bill Burr is going to go in there, but he sees his old uh, superior officer is sitting in there and he gets worried. He's like, oh, boy, he might recognize me. Mission's off. I can't risk it. Mando's like, well, I'll go do it. But the thing where they get the codes from has facial recognition security in it. So Mando has to take his helmet off. And for the second time in the entire series, Mando takes his helmet off. Mm hmm. And they play it up like it's a big deal and it kind of feels like it is, you know, Uh, they make make it special.
0: I will. I, I do like the fact that if you go back and you watch it, that he looks very vulnerable without the mask on or the helmet. Like Mando's like, and if you watch him, he, there's this cool thing that he does without the helmet because he's been wearing it for so long that like when he looks left and right, he doesn't use his eyes. He turns his whole body. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Cause he's like in, there's no peripheral in those helmets. So he's like, when he looks to his, you can see him kind of like not turn, like turn the head, but turn the shoulders. And I'm like, that's really cool. And I don't like, I, I get what you're saying. You were joking around about Bill Burr ribbing him, but he's trying to like prove like Bill Burr's trying to prove a point to him. He's like, you talk about this and that. And he's like, well, if you, you know, if you were on this planet, it's this. But if you were on Alderaan like that, but you're, you know, both of them are dead kind of a deal. He's like, just talking. he's like, so it really doesn't matter. And I like the fact because people were like, oh, he had to take the helmet off to use the thing. And it's just a, you know, a ploy or whatever. And I'm like, it's interesting because now he's starting to test his credos and stuff like that. Because like he, his, his, his. The armorer said, like, all right, now you're a clan of two, you and the baby. You have to take the baby back to its people. He's like, that's your new mission. Well, that's his mission, is credo or whatever. But on top of that, his credo is not to take off the helmet. It's like, well, what one's more? He can't do both. Do you know what I mean? And it's interesting to see him being torn. And it's the same thing of Bill Burr He's like, wait a minute. Like, he's like, you say you can't take off your helmet. But you have that stormtrooper helmet on. Now, what is it? is because not being able to take your helmet off and not being able to show your face are two different things. It's like it's like what you're willing to 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 see and do your perception of things. It's like from a certain point of view almost, you know what I mean, And I found that really interesting. And then when Bill Burr does his face turn, where he's just like, he's talking to the commander and you find out that like, he was part of operation Cinder and like tens of of people died. Like while Bill Burr was under him and everything. And he's like, no, no, like this isn't how it goes. And he ends up shooting him. And he's talking to Mando and he's like, I'm working some stuff out. I was like laughing because it was a cool moment, but I do like in the end that like Bill Burr's character is good. It's like, and I do, I do think he will, he will definitely be back.
1: Uh, yeah, again, not peeking ahead, not any spoilers, not nothing like that. Uh, I agree. And they, you know, they do get out. They shoot the place up. Um, They and they they let uh, Bill Burr go free. They're just right. like, oh, it's a shame that prisoner, you know, TK421 or whatever. <laughs> right. Uh, didn't make it out alive can't return him if he's dead oh well and they just mm-hmm. kind of let him go they leave him on the planet of course with no way really to get out but you know he's an industrious guy he'll figure it out right
0: right and here's my my dream booking joe boba fett who has a fresh coat of paint by the way joe
1: hmm. um is ooh, when it all comes ooh, down that's And Bo- a suspect i'm just gonna say what um hey we're in the middle of this important mission to save the baby yoda Hang on, I'm going to need an hour to six to repaint my armor.
0: Right. Now, you're joking, right? Or are you serious? Because I always always go, they have plenty of time. Well, see, people always forget, like, in these things, it's like, oh, we're going from one uh, system to another. In all that time, they go in hyperspace. I always laugh. It's like the travel time, like, that they talk about. It's like days for these things. We just don't see them sitting in the ship for days uh, you know, d- doing nothing going. So I'm fine if he's fixing his armor while they're flying, whatever. But I do think down the line when the when the super group gets together, Justice League of Star Wars, Joe, um, they all get together and there's a traitor in the midst and everybody's going to think it's Bill Burr. And it's going to be Boba Fett. Because I keep saying it, and I said it last week. All you people who believe he's turned good are crazy. He's going to be the guy. going to be like, oh, somebody alerted the Empire that we're coming. And they all look at Bill Burns like, eh, Boba's going to be like, it was me the whole
1: time. And I'm uh, like, rah,
0: rah, rah. So that's,
1: yeah,
0: that's what's going to happen, Joe. That's what's going to happen.
1: All right. I'm penciling in your... Uh... You're I'm penciling in your uh, 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 prediction here,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but we end now that they have the coordinates. Uh, Mando sends a hollow message to Moff Gideon mm-hmm. that just says, uh, Moff Gideon, I'm coming for you.
0: That's right. With no weapons, no plan worth a darn. And he's just like, you know, kind of like the doctor going after the Daleks in season one. You remember that special episode, but yeah, I do like anytime someone calls up whoever they're coming after and just lays down the lies. Like I'm not done with you as of right now, you know, I got your number. If I got your number, that means I know where you are. Here I come. And I do love that. That's so, that's so like awesome when people do that.
1: Yep. Uh, very exciting. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, made up for this even though I don't have the same attachment for the Boba Fett like everybody else does, which is fine. Um, not no more, I don't, you know, Boba Fett's cool, but I don't know. If, I think a lot of people think he's a lot cooler than he actually is. Um, and I was okay with there being no baby Yoda in them in the episode, you know. I, I, I know was, where baby I know where baby Yoda is. He's not doing okay. I want so him to go save him.
0: He's all sleepy. Um
1: oh, but they yeah, gave him a little bit of sleepy time tea.
0: I was just going to ask uh, if, you know, if there was enough Yoda, baby Yoda, too little, too much, but you you get, you beat me to it. So, yeah, there was no baby Yoda,
1: but I'm okay with that.
0: Right. He's not he's out choking stormtroopers.
1: I you know, I was going to tweet it at you. Um, let me see if I could find it.
0: Does does baby Yoda have to choke a trooper?
1: No, I didn't see that. Hang on. <laughs> no.
0: Can't wait till he starts throwing uh, uh, lightning bolts at them like his buddy Palpatine
1: no, I, I might not be able to find it it might have been on the dude's Facebook page as opposed to his Twitter page Get that uh, pen uh, out but it mouth. was like it was the Darth Cutius version of uh, your baby Yoda with like all like gnarled and gnashing teeth and so forth
0: right it's only a matter of time yeah unlimited power that's what he's gonna do and he's just baby yoda's gonna turn into darth cutie's like all wrinkled up and stuff i can't wait until all these people who love cute baby yoda when he turns evil and he does all that and he's got the snaggle toots. oh it's gonna be so good
1: no i i think uh, they can't they can't turn a baby yoda heel It's
0: Favreau. It's the surprise you you never thought you'd see coming.
1: I think your Boba Fett heel
0: turn is going to be your surprise. I I do too. I I honestly never think, you know, Baby Yoda is going to be the Sith, but it's just fun to rile people up with it. But I wholeheartedly believe like that. I just, I just don't feel that, you know, Boba Fett after being a jerk for all these years is going to turn, you know, I don't know. I just don't see it, but yeah, you get what I'm saying.
1: I get what you're saying. Uh, So, yeah, you know, thanks very much, everyone, for listening. I don't think we have anything else. Nope, I
0: think we're good. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, thank you uh, very much for listening to uh, episode 533, Longbox Heroes. For Todd, this is Joe, saying we'll see you all here next week.
0: Remember, be a faucet, not a drain.
1: Boo!